do you give that same time, attention, and care to yourself? Or are you constantly depleting yourself in the name of helping those around you? Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Gather in Growth. Tomorrow is my due date. Now, when you are listening to this, I will be several weeks post that. So hopefully by now, this baby is out into the world and things are going well, but that's where we're at today. And not going to lie, I have a few solo episodes to sit down and record to get ready for the next couple of weeks. And I feel like I'm working with a tenth of a brain cell. (laughs) Like... Things are, the world is just not connecting in my brain right now. So when I was sitting down yesterday to map out today's episodes, you ever have those those moments where you're like, open up a, like a Word document and you have something and you know what you need to do and you know how you need to do it, but it's just like looking at a blank screen. So I reached out to my mastermind groups. Currently I'm facilitating six small group masterminds of six to seven women across the country and beyond in small towns like so many of you are in. And I just said, hey, I got to record some podcast episodes. I'm drawing a blank. Come in here for a little inspiration. What might be helpful for you? What conversations or topics have we talked through in Masterminds lately that have really resonated with you? What is something that you have learned or understand or ways that you've grown that you think more people need to hear? And gosh, they did not disappoint. I walked away with, it's just amazing how between these six different groups, how there were some very clearly identified through lines, even with everyone kind of throwing in their two cents or their stories or their takeaways or their ideas, there were very distinct concepts that really pulled together. So first of all, first takeaway is if you are in any kind of creative block, do not be afraid to ask the people around you any kind of leading question to spark your creativity. Because now I feel like I can record a hundred episodes about the things that they said. But I think we might just turn this into a, a multiple part series And yeah, the first one that really came to fruition through these conversations was the concept of being your own cheerleader, how easy it is for us to cheer for and cheerlead the people that we are in community with, but how many of us struggle to have the same blind confidence or any kind of confidence in ourselves and what we're doing. You know, so often we can see opportunities for other people and their strengths and their gifts. And then we turn around and look at what we're doing and we're like, 
I ain't got nothing. None of this matters. What am I even doing here? Who am I to think that I should do this? I don't have anything unique to offer the world, whatever. And this is in entrepreneurship or content creation or just even existing as a human. Like the span of the types of people who are in masterminds are diverse. We have entrepreneurs. I have some groups that are moms, some of which who are, you know, stay at home moms. I have some groups that are goal getters who are working on things that aren't businesses. So this is really representative of a diverse group of rural women who are interested and invested in growth and on different parts of their journey in what they are doing in the world and what they're processing and what they're intentionally working through. But this concept of recognizing your strengths, being your own hype girl, alongside, of course, being in community where you can do that alongside other people, but really just what it looks like to have confidence in yourself and what you bring to the table. And even deeper than that, learning to really trust your inner guidance and trusting your decision-making and your creative energy and protecting that from people who maybe don't understand and being okay with being misunderstood and doing it anyway. So that's what we are going to dive into today. And I just absolutely, I love this topic because I think for a lot of us, we have been, how do I want to say this, conditioned to be very humble to the point that we have been conditioned to be self-deprecating and recognize our flaws above anything else. And I'm sure that comes from a whole lot of factors, you know, diet culture to, you know, that good girl mentality to being a gracious winner. I think there's a lot of things that kind of go into this of like what it means to be quiet and graceful and not bragging about yourself too much. And I understand the intentions behind some of those lessons, but I think they've created a generation of women and perhaps many generations of women that really struggle to see their value and worth at a deep level and on a grander scale. There's an exercise that I have done with just about every mastermind group that I've ever facilitated called Greatest Strengths. And essentially, every woman in the group is given the, for lack of a better word, homework or reflection prior to our time together to take a step back and identify her greatest strengths, the unique gifts that she brings to the world, the light that she is, like what makes her so special and unique And if you have never done an exercise like that, I really encourage you to do it because first of all, it's incredibly empowering, but I've also noticed for a lot of people, it brings out a lot of discomfort and almost a visceral reaction when women are put in the situation where they really have to talk about themselves in a very positive way and identify their strengths. And I think even harder than that, is what are their strengths for them as a person, not just in the roles that they play for other people, whether it's at work or in relationships or whatnot. So each person has that prompt. And then also 
the prompt of what are the gifts, strengths, unique light that you see in the other women in this group, which is, oh my gosh, equally incredible and powerful. So we'll start with one person. She will share her reflections for herself. And then each person in the room, I mean, virtually we're on Google meets, will share what they see in her. And (laughs) I think the best way that a lot of people describe it is it's like, you know what, like a bridal shower or a baby shower when like everyone's looking at you while you're opening presents. It kind of feels like that. But the span of the way we receive those compliments is fascinating. Because for some people, it feels so cup filling and so just overwhelmingly positive because everyone in the group you know, it really has seen their trueness. In our mastermind communities, there is no preconceived notion of who someone is or how they should show up or who they were in high school or what they did in college or what they're like at work. It really is meeting people where they're at, holding space for where they've been, and then helping them grow into what's to come. And so having these six or seven women reflect back such positive things that they see and have picked up on over our time together is like a, wow, it's like holding up the most beautiful mirror. And at the same time, I have noticed that there are some women who go through this experience and are like, I feel like you're making it up. I feel like you're lying to me. I feel like you don't know the real me. And that's such an interesting thing to unpack is why it feels so uncomfortable to receive goodness and being poured into from people that we trust, people who see the best in us. So anyway, it's it's an incredible activity that, I don't know, I think the best way to describe it is like, it gives you the warm fuzzies because it's just like, we have spent so much time, if you're anything like me, finding all of the reasons that we don't measure up or that we're not enough. And so to have an intentional time and space to celebrate our strengths is so powerful. So I invite you, you know, just as a side note, to do this exercise within yourself to identify your strengths or even, gosh, even reach out to a friend or your spouse or your family or another community that you're a part of and say, Hey, I was listening to this podcast and this, you know, chick on the internet prompted me to ask, like, what are my greatest strengths? What are the unique gifts, talents, light that I bring to the world? And just to see what other people see and how it aligns with, you know, maybe what you expected or what you wouldn't expect, I think is very cool. And then another side conversation we've had off of that is, are those strengths ever present? in who you've always been? Or are they things that you haven't intentionally nurtured over time? Or are they circumstantial? And that's just an interesting thing to sit with is how many of the strengths that you display now are who you've always been? And how many have have evolved? Hey friend, are you ready to take your growth to the next level? Do you crave building meaningful connections with like-minded women who get you? Then you need to be at the Ascend Retreat. 
My upcoming Ascend Retreat is a four-day event that will be held in Gulf Shores, Alabama from March 14th through 17th. During the retreat, you'll have the opportunity to connect with other real women who are passionate about personal growth, gain clarity around your goals and priorities that are keeping you awake at night, learn from experienced coaches and mentors, including Kylie Epperson, Coach Kaya, and yours truly, create an action plan to bring your dream life to fruition, and participate in workshops, guided activities, and individualized coaching that will not only help you grow and evolve, but shed the limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck. So what are you waiting for? Register for Ascend today and start the journey to becoming the most aligned, healthy, and purpose-driven version of you. Links to learn more and register are in today's show notes. But wait, there's more. Did you catch that cheesy reference? Podcast listeners can use code GATHER to save $200 off retreat registration through the month of September. Again, code GATHER at checkout to save $200. I simply cannot wait to ascend with you on the beach this March. A really powerful reflection in one of these conversations was someone saying, which I very closely identified with, is I feel like my strengths are the most me now, but for years, so many of the strengths that I was praised for, I showed even more because I was praised for them. I don't know if that makes sense, but like there was a period of time where a certain trait or quality was expected or praised, whether in your family unit or at school or in whatever external organization or work environment you were a part of. And so that strength got drawn out of you. But when removed from needing that, was it a strength or was it, you know, you living into someone else's expectations? Anyway, that's just a really interesting tangent inside note and something to think about is how many of your strengths exist because of the way that other people receive them. Anyway, I don't know that I have an answer or a concrete takeaway with that, but just something to think through. And then another point that's been brought up in this exercise is how often our greatest strengths are a double-edged sword. And not to say that they are also weaknesses, but can sometimes be blind spots or ways that we overexert ourselves or ways that almost come as a detriment to us in some ways. Just for an example, someone was saying, you know, I'm a helper. Like I always know what people need and I'm willing to lend a helping hand and, you know, go in above and beyond for the people I love. And the women in the group were able to reflect back. Like that's such a beautiful quality. We see that in you. Like you have such a giving heart and it's so beautiful, but also do you give that same time, attention, and care to yourself? Or are you constantly depleting yourself in the name of helping those around you? So it's just a really interesting paradigm to think about like how we hold space for our strengths and gifts and talents while also making sure that we continue to nurture our mental health and what we need in the process and not exploit our strengths and gifts to the point that they are of detriment. So anyway, so I think when it comes to this concept around how easy it is for us to identify the strengths in other people 
or to rally around an idea or, you know, to hear something that someone else is saying and be like, yes, you absolutely can do that. And like, believe wholeheartedly that that person has the capacity and the opportunity and the ability to bring that thing to life, but then really struggling to be our own cheerleaders or really struggling to believe the same in ourselves is mind-blowing and fascinating. And I think so many of us can relate to this on different levels. I think some more than others, but that concept of imposter syndrome, I know rears its ugly head at the most (laughs) inconvenient times, no matter how confident you seem on the outside often. So when it comes to what it looks like to be your own cheerleader, I feel like there's a few things that you can do to continue to flex that muscle. This, like anything, is something you practice over time. You don't wake up one day, or maybe you do, and if so, gosh, please send me a message on how you did this because I would love to talk to you about it. But generally speaking, you don't just wake up one day and you're like, you know what? That old self-deprecating, self-doubting me, she gone. We are operating in full confidence from here going forward. I mean, that's a very intentional choice, but it's still a practice. It's a continuous recommitment to that mindset and rewiring these limiting beliefs and this negative self-talk that may have been holding you back. So first of all, I think the greatest strengths exercise is an incredible exercise to walk through to reground yourself in what it means to be your own cheerleader and to have confidence in yourself. And I think it can be extra powerful to write those things down, whether they come from you and your own mind and heart, or whether they come reflected back to you from the people around you, whether in a mastermind or in a group of friends, or even within your spouse, your kids, your relationships, write them down and put them somewhere where you can see them. I remember when I very first started teaching, someone gave me the advice of, you know, every note that you receive that makes you feel really good and confident or that expresses gratitude for something that you've done for the student or every picture that they've drawn that just like warms your heart, every note you've gotten from a parent, save them and put them in a folder because there's going to be a day when you are so full of doubt and you just want to cry and opening that folder will remind you of why you started in the first place. And so I did that. And then When I had my own office in the nonprofit space, I actually had a bulletin board where I would kind of display those notes and those drawings and those those thank you cards. Since so much of the work I do is in the digital space, like me screenshotting, like when you send me messages after a podcast episode or a post or something that's resonated with you, and I say, oh my gosh, that literally just made my day, like it means so much. And I screenshot every single one of those messages. And I should really like put them in a photo folder because on the days where doubt inevitably creeps in, I can go back and reground myself of like, no, this matters. This is impacting someone. And you don't have to be a teacher. You don't have to be working in the nonprofit space. You don't have to have a podcast for the work or the things that you're doing in the world to matter. You can be existing in any type of career or any type of volunteer space or 
killing it as a stay-at-home mom. But when you have those physical, tangible representations of the things that you do making a difference and being able to sit back and celebrate that, that can do so much for, first of all, flexing that overall muscle of confidence, but even more so on those days where you are feeling a little shaky because someone said something kind of snarky or someone doesn't get it, or you worked really hard to create something and it didn't go the way you had planned, or gosh, you're just in the point of your cycle where (laughs) I saw a meme the other day that was like 34 years on this earth. And I have yet to remember that when the whole world feels like it's about to burn down, it means I'm going to start my period in three days. There's so much truth to cycle syncing and our hormones and all of that. That's actually an upcoming podcast episode I'm really excited to bring to you. But, you know, for whatever reason you have one of those days, being able to have those tangible reminders of who you are, what gifts you bring to the world, and what you've done and why it matters can be so, so, so impactful. I think there's also a lot to be said with the way or even retraining the way that we talk to ourselves when things don't go according to plan or when we make mistakes. Newsflash, no one, no one has it all figured out. Literally, (laughs) everyone on a daily basis is doing what they can to do the best they can with what they have in that moment. So when you know, things don't pan out or you make a mistake or you wish things had been differently, you know, rewiring to a growth mindset of what is the season teaching me? What am I learning in this moment? What could I adapt going forward? And just generally having compassion for knowing that failure is part of the process. I know there's like probably a million and a half cheesy quotes or memes or something about, you know, what it looks like to redefine failure, but gosh, the way that we talk to ourselves matters so much. And so being intentional around, you know, cultivating that growth mindset and having that self-compassion when things don't go according to plan can do wonders, absolutely wonders. And I know we've talked about this in relation to habits before, but one thing that really helps build confidence is keeping promises to yourself and reaching goals. But as I've said 472 times, you have to meet yourself where you're at, focus on the baby steps and celebrate the small wins along the way. I think so many of us sit down with a to-do list that is literally impossible to get done in a given day and then obviously don't finish it. And then at the end of the day, feel like we didn't do enough and therefore we are not enough and therefore we're never going to be enough. And why did I even think I could do this in the first place? Blah, 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 blah. When I say keep promises to yourself, whether it's building a new habit or reaching micro goals, proving to yourself time and time again that you can set an intention, show up for it, and see results on the other side, that builds confidence in ways that I can't even fully articulate. And I know I've talked about this example of a million times, but going from the opposite of a runner to running a half marathon was one of the most transformative things I have ever done in my entire life because it required me showing up consistently 
all day, every day and making decisions towards something bigger than I ever imagined to be possible. It didn't just like decide to run a half marathon one day and then do it the next. It was like, I'm going to run this one mile and then I'm going to run this three miles. And then I'm going to like think about how I'm hydrating and how I'm sleeping. And it forced me to show up for myself in so many other ways that when I eventually got to this goal that was literally beyond my wildest dreams, it was like, oh my God, I did that. I can do literally anything. I fully believe that part of the confidence that I had in starting this business in the first place came as a direct result of being on the other side of that running journey because it totally rewired my growth mindset around what I had the ability to do and the trust that I had that I could figure it out, even if it felt really freaking hard and I didn't know what I was doing, that I could figure it out every step of the way. Now, you know, I'm not saying you need to go run a half marathon, but I'm saying that practice of setting a goal, breaking it down into bite-sized pieces that I continuously showed up for over time, built a level of confidence and trust in myself, not only mentally and emotionally, but also physically in a way that I had not cultivated up until that point. So when it came to this idea of you know leaving my job and starting this business and not having it all figured out, but seeing the vision for what was possible, it was like, well, why not? Why not me? Why can't I do that? And I think that, you know, one of the reflections that one of the mastermind girls had said when I originally asked, like, hey, what's resonated with you lately is she was like, I just wish more women understood how much blind confidence in themselves would change everything, like would change everything. And, you know, there's, there's like a real audio right now where it's like, oh, why did you think you could blah, 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 blah. And it's like delusion. I think there's something to be said for that. It's like that concept of like, why not me? Why could I not make this happen? Why do I assume that I'm not enough or I'm going to fail or it's not going to work? Isn't it just as easy to assume it's all going to work out? Isn't it just as easy to have trust and faith that even if it doesn't go according to plan, it's going to get you where you're meant to go? Isn't it just as easy to step into something and do it and trust? And I think that I'm biased because I have been very intentional over the years of cultivating a community where women believe in each other, where women support each other, where women step outside of this like jealousy culture that I think a lot of us were were raised in this like mean girl everyone's out to get me i have cultivated a community where that does not exist and where there is room for everyone at the table to have success in whatever that looks like in her journey and knowing that her journey is different than your journey and where she's at means nothing about where you're at and it doesn't matter if she's farther along in this way because you're doing something in this way and we are truly all in this space together to unpack and grow and evolve and change and be intentional and bring things to fruition. So maybe I have just created this fantasy world 
But I believe that every single person listening can change their life, big ways, small ways, everything in between, in whatever capacity that they want to, in the way that makes sense for them. And I promise that I will cheerlead you every step of the way. And there are other women here who believe in you as much as I do. And so my invitation for you, if that is true, if this is a community of women who wholeheartedly believe in, support, trust, and have confidence in you, that you have that in yourself because you are a part of this. And if that's true for the person standing next to you, if that's true for someone listening in a totally different state or a different part of the world, then it's true for you too. Call it blind confidence, call it delusion, call it resilience, whatever it is. You have to be your own cheerleader. You have to. And it doesn't matter what your dreams or goals or intentions are. There is nothing too big or too small to be purposeful and meaningful for you. But you have to believe in it because no one else is going to bring it to life for you. No one else is going to believe in your vision as much as you do. And of course, there's a whole community of people who are right here alongside you to cheerlead you. But their cheerleading is only going to go so far if you don't believe it for you. Their compliments of your gifts and your strengths and your talents and the light that you bring to world is only going to fill you up so much if you believe it. And not just nod and smile like, that was nice, I'm uncomfortable, but truly embody it and believe it. Because you, my friend, are worth it. And until next time, I am so forever grateful for you. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing gathering growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.